John Sheezer, I'm here. Eric Marino. Eric. No, I gotta tell you about the Clippers. Well, I got a good woman. What's the matter with me? What makes me want to love every woman I see? I was trapping when I met her. Now I'm trapping again. And every woman she sees look like a place I came in. Look like a place that came in. And welcome back. It's been a while. No whistle this week, unless Eric, you're going to surprise me with the whistle. I don't. We were going to bring it, but I didn't want to lose it on the road. I'm in. I'm on you from Pittsburgh, everybody. Yes. Uh, home of the Roberto Clemente Museum, PNC Park, and Heinz Field. I am actually standing. I am looking at the classic. The I guess the Heinz Factory. We're at uh, we're at Troy Hill. Welcome to Troy Hill at the Penn Brewery on the uh, the Brewery Comedy Tour with Dan Madonia. And Dan's on on as we speak right now. So I don't have a lot of time. She's what is up? Oh, well, I was just going to ask you the same. Well, this okay. First and foremost, we got a great interview this week with uh, Lisa Ritchie, a diehard minor league baseball fan, uh, lives down in Florida. Um, got some great stories out of her. Uh, real nice interview. How she got into you know, just being a baseball fan and some of the crazy people she's met and stuff like that. Real learned a lot too. Very, she knows her baseball, especially if you're a Braves fan, but great interview. That will be. Sounds like an interview I should listen to while I'm on the road doing the com- the brewery comedy tour. She's so you, so, so you just happened to be traveling during what was supposed to be a winter storm that broke upwards of 300 records, uh, around this great country of ours. Um, and you are driving right in the heart of, of that is that correct i've actually been uh it's been a crazy thing my trip i started a course in hell's kitchen new york city uh had to drive uh we drove out to cleveland where i picked up dan madonia from hollywood california then we went down to columbus ohio for the buckeyes uh, home of the buckeyes we did a winery there then we uh traveled all the way down to uh uh la georgia established 1828 and i got to see a little bit of the uh the uh, troop, the troop high kids uh, football. They have a massive video screen, unbelievable video screen on a Friday night. Uh, thanks to uh, everyone at Beacon Brewery down there. That was a great show. Then we went to just down outside of Jacksonville, Florida. We came back up to Augusta, Georgia, home of the Masters. We did drive past the uh, uh, the Masters, uh, the Augusta uh, Club. Uh, you know where it's all where where that mini golf putt putt championship is shot. Uh, and, uh, and then we, we've been, uh, at Canton, Ohio, uh, for the past two days, uh, we are, we, uh, we went to the pro hall, fo- pro hall, pro football hall of fame. And, uh, and currently we're in Pittsburgh. We'll then be doing Washington, uh, Washington, Pennsylvania, and, uh, and then heading out to, uh, Wisconsin and we'll be doing Milwaukee, <clears throat> Wisconsin. Good so Lord. I, I've packed flip flops and winter coats. Jeez, this is we. Yes, uh, two days ago it was sixty-five degrees. In fact, it was sixty. We were in t-shirts in West Virginia Mountain Country, and it is now twenty-six degrees. But it feels like twenty-one, according to whoever does that. What it feels like. So it supposedly feels like twenty-one, and I'm going to switch hands. 
How many miles? To, uh, how many miles have you driven here in the past week? We are at over 2,700 miles. I've rolled my. Uh, we now have done uh, the Merino and the Murano has gone over 100,000 miles for the car. Uh, it has been. Uh, I can't tell you the number of disabled cars and dead deer we've seen on our trip. Um, it has been. It has been a. It has been a blast. It has been a real blast. Seeing America, seeing all the. Uh, you know, and here's a joke I've been trying to do. This is a joke I can't seem to remember to do. Let me tell you this, she's. You know, Georgia is the peach state. But Indeed. no one. What's the what's the eggplant state? Florida, because we don't have we have the peach state. George is very thirsty. They're just they're uh, they're they're just sh- they're showing their peach all over. There's just peach emojis everywhere, all over Georgia license and some plate. other state. License plate yep. as well. Yeah, Kansas yep, fell victim throwing... to that with the uh, golden wheat uh, that was on the license plate for way too long. Just a big picture <laughs> of nothing. Uh, welcome to Kansas. <laughs> um, but man, I know you've been battling snowstorms our good friend of the show davy westers in nashville right now and he got stuck in springfield illinois unexpectedly in a whiteout and he lived in minnesota for a couple of years and he said that was the heaviest snow he'd ever seen and so um good to hear everything's been going relatively smoothly and listeners on the instagram page you can actually see eric uh celebrating a patriots super bowl championship with the arms raised proudly in the air at the NFL Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Caesar, let me just tell you something real quick. It's a very nice thing. If you're ever in Canton, Ohio, go to the Football Hall of Fame. All the volunteers are so nice, although I think because one of the volunteers had evidently just sold his house. I guess the, the Hall of Fame just bought 60, 160 nearby homes because they're doing a massive expansion, or that they hope to. And, uh, and I'm not 100% sure that they just haven't bought a bunch of old white people as to, they say they're volunteers, but they may be indentured servants, uh, servants, uh, because, uh, it's just lovely people. And, uh, and I'll tell you something. So they have a couple things that are kind of cool, but they have this, uh, they have a big movie in a rotating theater and it's called, uh, this is when you finish, you get to see all the Super Bowl rings and they have a big movie that finale, which is called road to the Super Bowl. And, uh, and I'll tell you what I realized just as I'm walking in, is this whole road to the Super Bowl movie that we're about to sit in this massive rotating theater is all about this past season's road to the Super Bowl, meaning this is going to end in Atlanta with the Patriots beating the Los Angeles Rams. So as I'm sitting down with Manadonia, I realize I am in for one great film experience because this movie is guaranteed to end the way I wanted. It was great. So I also would say it was the – it was the hundred season, guys. The it was really nice. It, it, there were some many, so cool. Uh, some of the power, uh, some of the power lines over the highway near the the the, the Hall of Fame are made like uh, like goal uh, goalposts. They're painted yellow and made and they're shaped like goalposts. Oh, that's awesome! And, and there's another great thing, and I'll I'll send some pictures. They're not great pictures, but you'll see in the parking lot there are a ton of vanity plates that have H O F. And it's like HOFJ, HOFJen, and there are initials. And I think a lot of people who work there or volunteer there take a real pride. And uh, Canton is a beautiful city. It has a, it has a real George Bailey. Uh, uh, it's a wonderful life feel. The center of downtown is some really interesting stuff. I'll send some more pictures. No, that's actually what I plan to do from year um, 84 to 87 is actually just move to Cooperstown and volunteer and then just – 20 times a day go 
do you know the first class ever elected into the Hall of Fame? And they'll be like, yeah, you're standing in front of the exhibit, old man. Get the hell out of our way. <clears throat> but well, yeah. uh, if you're we a diehard fan, that's like a dream job. One of the volunteers, job. they have a very cool thing where they have this new thing they're experimenting called the talking bus where you hold up, if you hold up an iPad that they have there at the at the Hall of Fame and you hold it in front of uh, either Michael Strahan's bust or John Madden's bust, if you if you can press a button and ask a question and the and the, the head will animate and talk back to you, not the bust itself, but there's an animation on the iPad screen where they've and it's very fun and very interesting. But the lovely volunteer, an older gentleman who was showing us, just kept he kept breaking wind. He kept farting while we were. Uh, it was almost like we were wondering if we were on Jackass. Johnny Johnny Knoxville was dressed as an old volunteer at the Hall of Fame as he just ripped yeah. farts. Sir, are you okay? What, what do you? But we what thought do you it was mean? very fitting that maybe, or maybe it was like maybe John Madden was ripping the farts, and that was just part of the audio. And the guy's always embarrassed. Maybe that was happening. I don't know. Were they? You could hear them. <clears throat> Definitely. And Jesus, that really brings to me my final point, which is this. You know, last night at Canton, Ohio, uh, for you guys who don't know there, guys, Sportsaholics all out, we thank you for listening. But I'll tell you this, some of you might not know this, but I, until last night, I was an undefeated eating champion. I'm the two-time pie-eating, one-time watermelon-eating, undefeated, never-been-beaten champion of Newton, New Hampshire. And uh, and last night, I took one of those eating challenges. This thing was the Hall of Fame challenge. I'll tell you what, let's, Lounge. let's let's tease that. We'll come back. Let's go to our interview with with Lisa Richley. Right. And uh, guys, great interview. And when we come back from that, well, I want to hear how the mighty Marino fell. And we are happy and lucky to have baseball super fan Lisa Ritchie. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. And um, you, this might be the first interview that we've ever had on the show that was conducted by way of Florida. So that's a first for the show, I think. Um, and it's a good time to be in Florida. It's cold everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as we rec- I'm in Los Angeles, so cold for us out here, which it is today, is uh, about 65. That's a cold day out here. That's about what it was here today. So, yep, that's, I can live with that. I can handle that. And you listeners, you know I've got to mention the L.A. weather at least once per episode. So there it is in today's show. Okay, got uh, that checked off. Good. All right. And so, <laughs> listeners, so what happened? I was on Instagram um, a couple days ago, and I came across uh, Lisa's page i think it was by way of uh an arizona fall league hashtag i believe is how i stumbled across your page specifically and i was just i immediately saw baseball love baseball passion um up close almost it seemed somewhat personal relationships with some of these um minor league players and lisa's as we located in florida 
that like it's a hotbed um, for obviously spring training, but you got the the Air, or the Florida League down there, which is that is that high A? Yeah, yes, high A. Um, and then we've got the, of course, a lot of spring training here locally as well. So we get to see them from start to finish, and it's only ninety-one days till pitchers and catchers report if anyone's counting. Now repeat that again for, for the listeners. Ninety-one days. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> Uh, are you do- are you adopting any kids? Uh... Um, I there have been quite a few players that I have uh, offered to adopt. Most of the parents have agreed. Uh, one family did not agree to adoption, but they agreed to the honorary crazy aunt. So I'm I'm going with that. Oh, and everyone needs at least one, at least one of those. Exactly, exactly. And, so and, I'm in. Uh, listeners, you can follow Lisa on Instagram. It's Lisa Richie. It's R I T C H. E F F that's Lisa Richie F F um, on Instagram. Go check out the pictures um, and just some of the state. What are some of your favorite? Um, let's just stick with minor league stadiums that you visited. Well, um, of course, one of the longtime ones here is the Lakeland where the Lakeland flying tigers. That's probably been the longest running stadium. That's been active for forever. Um, I'm partial to anywhere that the Fire Frogs play, the Florida Fire Frogs, because that's the Braves team. So uh, um, I've also been to uh, down in Jupiter, Port St. Lucie. Uh, Dunedin's going through a, a big renovation right now. I wouldn't recommend going there until that one's complete. Now, where is that um, located? In Dunedin, Florida, where Toronto Blue Jays okay. are, have their, their farm team. Um, I've been to... Uh, Daytona Tortugas, that's another stadium that's been there a really long time. Um, Like I said, Roger Dean down in Jupiter, been to the stadium in Tampa for the Florida State League All-Star game last year. So been making the rounds. And then, of course, I've been up to AA when Mississippi Braves come to Jacksonville. I, I try to get up there at least two or three games every series. So you're... My my personal best has been I did... a. Double-A Braves game in Jacksonville on a Sunday night. I did a Gulf Coast League Florida game in Orlando on a Monday at noon and a fire, Florida Fire Frogs game in Kissimmee that night. So three levels of Braves baseball in less than 24 hours. That's oh, been my personal best. My, I mean, your personal best, That's like a that's got to be a record, Lisa. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you struck a chord with me here because I what – for me personally, I've been, you know, out here in L.A., I've been over the years looking at the schedules, trying to find that perfect. Um, the ideal situation would be like an Angels Day game, Dodgers, like late start, like a Sunday night baseball type of thing. And then mm-hmm. every so often, the minor league games, they'll have Monday games that start at 11 or noon. And so there you go. You I'm can try- do it. I'm trying to work it out so that I can get to three games in in one day. But I mean, you did it in 24 hours, which I'll give it mm-hmm. to you. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever thought the California League out here. You know, just in Southern California, you got like Elsinore, Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, um, Lancaster Jedhawks. That's kind of. Um, I feel like I'm even. Oh. The Inland Empire 66ers. So you got four teams kind of mm-hmm. all within, I'd say, about 70 miles of each other. Um, That's then, doable in a day. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so 
there's there's definitely some minor league baseball in my area. It just gets drowned out by everything that's disgusting about L.A. Um, <laughs> but uh, now I wanted to. Do you have a? I, I mean, you've seen a lot of games. Obviously, you've got a, a passion, and I'm sure over the years you've uh, either befriended or maybe played favorites to a few players. Um, you care to list off possibly? I don't know. Give me like a top three favorite players over the years. Well, there's been quite a few that I, I just, you know, like I said, I adore and I, I want to adopt all of them. Um, but a couple of, I mean, of course, he's he's big league now. He's Ozzy Albies. He doesn't need me anymore. He's a big leaguer. Uh, so I tend to, you know, distance myself and go back to the minor leaguers. But back when Ozzy was in double A and triple A, before he had ever made his big league debut, the spring training complex where the Braves had uh, in February and March, they wanted to interview some of the longtime season ticket holders, and they had us to talk to me. And they said they wanted to do a quick little video, and they wanted me to choose a player to be in the video with me. Well, they wanted me to say Freddie Freeman because that's what they expected me to say. But I told them I wanted, if I get to choose, I want Ozzy Albies. And they actually had to go look up who he was because they didn't know yet because they were only looking at the big league roster. Yeah. But they went and found him, and they talked to him before they came to me. And they came to me, and they said, we've talked to Ozzy. He, he knows who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's willing to be in the video with you. So I'm like, okay, cool. Oh. It was just a, a quick little thing. But I thought, man, that, that's my claim, you know, that later that year in August, he ended up making his big league debut. And ever since, whenever he does something really good, I'm like, hey, remember that guy that you didn't know who he was? That's him. Yeah. Like when you're <laughs> when you're educating the marketing department. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was, it was they had to go find who he was. They didn't know. It, like, that was kind of funny. Did she say um, Ozzy Smith? I don't I don't I don't know. No, yeah. Ozzy Albies for the Braves. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I was like, "No, he's he's good." And uh in in A ball here in high A, I actually had a visiting coach complaint gently complained to me that I was cheering too loudly and his team couldn't concentrate and I needed to tone it down. Okay. So of course I turned it up a notch. Now I want to preface this by saying that when that happened, it was the bottom of the last inning. They intentionally walked a batter to load the bases and the next guy hit a walk off grand slam. Oh. So I went a little insane. I agree. But it was a doubleheader game, and between games, he came over and asked me if I could keep it down. So I, I said no. After that, I went out of my way to um, wherever his team was playing. I would go and just show up and wave to him. Even if the Fire Frogs weren't playing that game, if I could get there, I, I would just go and go, hi, I'm here. I'm going to cheer for the other team. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm just throwing this out there. I mean, that sounds like some Baltimore Orioles type of crap right there. I, no, no, no. At the time he was with Bradenton. He's now with the, uh, the Phillies team uh, that plays in Lake, the Lakewood Blue Claws. Okay. And I actually flew up to New Jersey earlier this year when the Rome Braves were playing in Lakewood to show up for that weekend series. And same thing. I'm like, hi, I'm here to cheer for my Braves. Like, the expression was priceless, I got to tell you. Oh, man, I can only imagine. He's like, this lady is everywhere. She, does she have twins? Or 
<laughs> I wanted to tell him that it was my twin sister, but I, I couldn't pull it off. I just, I went with it. So, but to be fair, I have to say something here. Okay. There was another game. Um, we were playing the Toronto minor league team. The Fire Frogs were playing the Toronto minor league team. Uh, Craig Biggio, you've heard of him? Absolutely. Yeah, he, he was there to watch his son play against us. And before the game ended, he walked out and we actually shook hands and he told me I'm a great fan and keep doing what I'm doing, even though I'm not cheering for his son's team. So I'll take that from a Hall of Famer. I'll let it go. Man, that's that's a that's a classy <laughs> move right there. That's awesome. I, I was impressed. I was like, but I'm not even Rudy. He's like, that's OK. It's all right. You're you keep doing what you're doing. You're a great fan. Keep it up. So it, I have permission from a Hall of Famer to go nuts if I want. Yeah. You know, screw you. <laughs> minor league coach guy whose real name remain nameless um uh no that's he's been a good sport about it interact be a good person i remember i went to the um it was the carolina league california league all-star game uh three years Uh ago out at lake elsinore and they were honoring like the california league all-time hall of fame and ricky henderson was one of those guys and he was there Mm -hmm. and i remember as soon as they said his name he had his thing you know, the third inning started and he was in a limo or like in his, you know, navigate, whatever SUV out in the parking lot out of there within five minutes. I mean, didn't stop. Yep. People were like, Ricky, yeah. can you sign? Just didn't even turn his head, you know, went straight. I mean, and that's what happens when you're that fast of a human. You don't even, you don't, you can't slow down. You're just always moving quickly. So that was my, I was like, yeah, it's Ricky Henderson. I guess he doesn't have time for the, for the minor league baseball fan, but I'm, um, but no, that's good to see that Biggio's like that because then that usually trickles down to the kids. You know, you grow up around mm-hmm. that. You know how to act around people and be polite and respectful. Um, well, and to have that around the other minor league teammates, they're all going to learn from that. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if Biggio's dad is there, they're they're going to see that. You know, so the one thing I will say about minor leagues, I mean, I, I love my Atlanta Braves. Don't misunderstand me, but the the minors, I feel like these guys are still trying to make their dream come true you know and and yeah some of these guys get the big bonuses and whatnot but the great majority of them have to decide between eating this week or putting gas in the car you know i mean they're they're barely making meal money and they're they're trying to play and live their dream especially in in a ball and to, to just see what these guys you know they put in they get two days off a month they put in 10 hour days and i just i love you know, working that hard, knowing that you may not ever make it. You know, yeah. you're, you're just putting in and, and hoping that you're going to get hot at the right time and somebody's going to see you. And uh, so that's that's why I, I, I'm old enough to be their grandmother in most cases. But, you know, you talk about will I adopt any of them? I'd adopt every one of them. <laughs> and they know it. <laughs> you know, and you're right about the age. You know, when you're at that level, you know, of a ball, you know, your average age is 17 to probably 23 you know, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And so a lot yes. of them are just kids and, and a lot of them, um, are in, you know, America for the first time, you know, or the international kids get drafted at 16, oh, you wow. know, at 16, I, I had a curfew at 16. These guys are going to the other side of the world, not speaking the language and going to play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's gotta be nice to have someone like you there though. That's like a, you know, a familiar face and, you know, someone that's, that they can count on for support. And, um, 
my Spanish isn't very good, un poquito, but we get by. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the translator on the phone is a huge help. Yeah, just, <laughs> just bienvenidos, just yell that a lot. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I um, did, there was one, um, Tomas Perez was one of our coaches the year we had Ronald Acuna with the Fire Frogs, and I, he, I worked him every game. I asked him to teach me a phrase or you know, some, some baseball phrase, you know, buena jugada or, or something that I could say in Spanish. And there was one kid in particular that I was trying to learn Spanish for. We got till August and I found out the kid just passed his English equivalency exam. He speaks better English than I do. Wow. So, <laughs> like, that's, I've that's been trying great. so hard for you, but you know, that was, that was good stuff. So, and that's good and, too, uh, you know, cause that'll, that'll, that helps with coaching and ever just understanding. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it shows the franchise that, you know, you're like, beyond just the the physical part of baseball, like the mental, you know, it's like you're really invested, um, you know, to pick up a second language, you know, that, especially that quickly. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. How, I wanted to ask you, Lisa, how did you become such a big baseball fan? Well, my dad loved baseball. And as a kid, you know, he would have it on. Of course, this was the early 70s that I was watching with him. And I kept wanting to go to a baseball game, but I think he wanted to make sure that I would really sit through it. So he, he waited till I was about eight or nine and took me to Yankee Stadium, my first game, and got to meet Greg Nettles and Lou Pinella. To this day, I wish that I had a way to get in touch with Lou Pinella and let him know that him coming over and talking to this little kid, that, that was a big part of what drew me into you know these are real people they're they're human beings and you know continued to watch games with my dad on tv studied the game learn all the intricacies when we moved to florida i was in high school so i did stats for my high school baseball team there are kids i went to high school with that still only know me as lisa baseball i i'm sure they do not know my my true last name because that's <laughs> how everybody knew me and uh, and then, of course, you know, the Braves came to spring training 15 minutes from where I live. And I get there at 730 in the morning when the minor leagues get there and I stay till the game ends at the end of the day. The big league game ends. So oh, that's, that's I can't get in, can't get enough baseball. <laughs> no, that's incredible. That's I mean, and for the casual fan, um, you know, my wife now, you know, of four four years now. And she didn't know anything about baseball before we started dating. And oh my gosh! It, uh, but, what did you talk about? Well, you know, we just—I just took her to enough. So I'm a Kansas City Royals fan. I'm originally from Kansas City, and so um, right when we started dating the year before, like they started getting good, is when Hosmer, Mustakis, and all those guys started coming up. Perez and uh, Yordano Ventura and. Um, Easy to get excited when that yeah, stuff is happening. Yeah, uh-huh. and then they had made their playoff run and all that kind of stuff. And so we started, she got it and had a good time watching. And, and I'm a Dodgers fan on my National League side, too. So we've gone to a few playoff games together, went to the uh, Baseball World Classic Finals, the USA versus Puerto nice. Rico, which was uh-huh. an incredible game. I mean, really just felt more like we were in San Juan than Los Angeles just with the with the amount of singing and dancing and just uh, the whole atmosphere yeah yeah it was just fantastic and um but still like we'll watch a game and you know she'll be like well, why did that guy get hit and i'm like well because 
three innings ago that guy said this thing and she's like well, why does that mean he gets hit i go i i don't know it's just part the... of the game it's the way it <laughs> yeah, works like, it's just the retaliation because four he months flipped ago his bat and he's gonna get plunked yeah <laughs> yeah it's so um so that's been uh that's been fun you know just kind of teaching her because even sometimes like she'll ask questions that i don't know the answer to sometimes because mm -hmm. there's so there's so many weird things that go on and happen um in the sport i mean i've been a, a lifelong fan as well even through the lean years in kansas city uh still and there were some oh yes there were <laughs> let's just say there were a baker's dozen uh <laughs> i mean it kind of got out of control but um so with that being said what's uh like i wanted to s switch over to like the major league uh side of things and had you, I wanted to ask you about the new Brave Stadium versus the old and had you been to both or have you been to the new stadium yet just went to SunTrust uh in uh September actually I went up when the San Francisco Giants were in town because a former fire frog got called up in September with the Giants so I covered all of my bases um I really liked it I, I you can tell that the stadium was built with the players in mind but also with the fans in mind i was surprised at how i don't for lack of a better word intimate the seating seemed to be because even the seats that are up high you're really not that far distant from the field and there's not a bad seat in the house oh, okay. so although i i stayed low to the ground i i like my you know close to the front row kind of seats but um, but yeah, I was I was impressed with uh, with the whole the complex and the battery outside SunTrust. Uh, it was you know always something going on, always something exciting. One of the um, the mothers of one of the former Firefrogs who has since been called up to the Braves came up and saw me. She had my fire I had my Firefrog shirt on, and she came up and introduced herself. <laughs> so, oh. so that was kind of cool. She's like, I'm Jeremy's mom, and we got talking. So. That was me. And I also did get to the new spring training complex for the first game that they had down there at the end of spring training last year. So down in Northport, that's another one that's definitely built with uh, with the team in mind. Uh, they they learned a lot, I think, from building SunTrust and the, the new spring training stadium, I think, captures a lot of what they learned from SunTrust. So fans need to get down there this spring. Definitely. Yeah, and even if you're not a fan, it's just especially the spring training. You you are right there with all the players, and it's some of the players that never make it to the majors, but everyone's trying mm -hmm. to earn. There's 40 spots available, you know, on every team. Exactly. And so, and everyone knows it's, there's it's injury. It's a seven week job interview. Yeah, yeah, and um, <laughs> it's it's you know, affordable tickets, and it's just it's a great family atmosphere, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And if you're in Florida or Arizona, you don't have to do a lot of shoveling in February and March. None. Very minimal. I mean, unless there's a <laughs> sandstorm in Arizona, which does happen, but then that's just like an eighth of an inch. It's really, you barely notice it. You can tolerate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. Yeah. And uh, Lisa, and then to close out, and I appreciate the time because in listeners. Oh, this has been fun. I was really nervous about this, but this has been really easy. I can talk baseball with anybody. So. I, that's what I was, I figured that much. And, uh, you know, um, no, I 
just to t- not take up too much more of your time, but thank you again for the extended oh, time. Thanks for asking me. Usually beforehand the interview, I'm like, oh, you know, five, ten minutes, and then a good time happens, and then, you know, here we are, two or three times that length. But um, now I was going to give you the chance to throw out your predictions for the 2020 Atlanta Braves. Well, I'll tell you, I am really excited about some of the young pitching that we have coming up. Um, I, I got to be honest, Ian Anderson, Kyle Muller, uh, I think Nolan Kingham is is going to probably make his debut at some point this year, although he's only been to double-A at this point. And then as far as uh, like Trey Harris coming up, um, Drew Waters and Christian Pache, in my mind, those are the untouchables for me. Okay. Uh, Drew Waters, Christian Pache. I, I just think putting those two in an outfield with Ronald Acuna, there's not going to be any gaps out there. There's, <laughs> it's going to be real tough getting a getting a ball between them. Number one, and and they can both hit. Drew Waters is a switch hitter, so uh, I I just I'm really excited about the future of this team. And I was a Braves fan in you know '91, '92 when we went worst to first and then started our 14 year run. I'm more excited now than I was back then. So they're building some sort of Houston Astros East kind of a thing here where it's all turn all from the inside. I, I, for the most part. Yes. I don't want to say all from the inside. I mean, I, I still think we're going to need to get a catcher from outside somewhere uh for this next year that would be our one glaring hole in my opinion i know some people think we we need to get another frontline pitcher and and maybe we do but i i would say catcher is our our big thing uh losing mccann certainly hurt and uh was that to retirement yeah yeah he retired came back to to be a brave retire is a brave we were all happy about that i was hoping we'd get one more year out of him but it was not meant to be and uh, I just feel like we, we need that veteran catcher to lead and, and guide some of these up-and-coming pitchers. I feel like uh, you need somebody like a Brian McCann. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it's going to be. And was, but, uh, was Keiko a free agent? I think he is. I honestly don't know, so I don't want to say. Yeah, more than certain. likely he probably is. That's um, there's, a, you know, there's a couple guys that – I don't want to say, you know, I, I don't think – I love Ender Inciarte. He's been a great gold glover, but I just don't think we've got a spot for him in our outfield come June. So if, if we can bring up either Pache or Waters or both, we're going to be set. I like I like the move of keeping Marcakis for one more year as a potential platoon player and having his uh, veteran, you know, being a mentor for some of these guys coming up. So I really like that move. But I'm I'm just excited. I think people are going to be surprised, and all those people that wanted to jump off the bandwagon a couple of years back, they're they're all jumping back on pretty soon. I, I'm willing to bet on it. I mean, I mean, what was that like? Uh, I don't know. It seemed like you guys were down for was it like seven, eight years, or was it? Is that about right? Or yeah, we had the wild card in 2012, which we ended up losing. That was the game that David Ross had the bunt single and a home run in the same game, which I think was cool that a catcher did those two things in one game. Um. And then, yeah, we just, I don't know, since 2012 or 2013, you're right, it's been kind of yeah, just not quite getting it done, but we've been rebuilding. And now we're going to start seeing the benefits of that 
rebuilding kind of the, the fruits of the, the labor there. So And in, in an uh, up-and-coming division, you know, you guys definitely, uh, you know, the Phillies with the high hopes and obviously the Mets with Carlos Beltran, I, I like that higher. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll see if he can coach, but uh, definitely – I remember when he re- his last season with the Astros. I you know he was like the the team captain. I remember they uh, when they switched him to DH. They had a a funeral service for his glove in center field. Seriously. Yeah, I was like that. I don't remember this. Yeah, that was like that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, wow. they they held a funeral service for Carlos Beltran's glove when they switched him to DH, and he, so they it was so funny. Uh, Google it. Look. I like that. I've, yeah. I've taken, um, over the years, I've taken a bunch of players to, to dinner, minor league guys. My, my rule is they always have to come in groups of at least two or three. And, and I'll take them and I'll feed them really well. And whenever I do that, I always try to ask them, what's the funniest thing that you've ever seen or had happen to you on a ball field? The best I've heard, and Josh Graham, forgive me, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you on you, but he had been a, catcher coming up his whole career his uncle was a catcher he was a catcher all through high school he got to college and they converted him to a pitcher first live game in college first chance he gets he releases the pitch the ball is popped up he's the pitcher now he he takes his cap he tosses it aside he calls the ball he catches it and as he's going to pick up his cap he realizes Oh, I didn't need to do that. <laughs> and the, the whole infield is, you know, hiding behind their gloves, trying not to laugh. And they're it, it's kind of classic. And like, all right, let's let's go on, finish the game here. But that's been my favorite story. Yep, old habits <laughs> die hard. Yeah, uh, you just you can't take it, you know, can't take that out of it. It was just it, and the it, catcher's uh, going, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I wanted to. Okay, this will be the last thing. Give me, give us. Two, oh, you're fine. I'm good. Just for uh, the sake of fantasy baseball, give us like uh, two dark horses, maybe three that you might, someone you could pick up in the mid to late rounds of fantasy uh, baseball come uh, this spring, maybe at a at a nice low value with a high return. Well, again, I'm going to be honest. I don't ever do fantasy baseball, so I'm out of my league here. Okay, but. So- um, if I were thinking along those lines, somebody that, you know, maybe isn't talked about as a high prospect, hasn't gotten a lot of airplay and whatnot. Um, I really like, he's a pitcher, Dispel Hernandez. And uh, gosh, I'm going to probably go, golly, I don't know. I was thinking CJ Alexander, if he stays healthy. Uh, but I know a lot of people already know that name. I guess my other one would probably be Riley Delgado, who just about led the Florida State League in hits this past season. Uh, middle infielder, basically basically a shortstop. Um, not ever going to hit for power, but he gets hits. He, you know, if you if there's a run that you need to get in from third, you want him up. So nice. those would be my two: Dicefell Hernandez and Riley Delgado. Oh. Perfect. There you guys you have it. <laughs> just, just keep those names in mind. Just, I appreciate that. Uh, Man, and again, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> listeners, uh, go check out some of her pictures uh, on Instagram. It's Lisa Richie, which is R-I-T-C-H-E-F-F, uh, at Lisa Richie F-F. Go check her out. And, Lisa, thanks again um, for taking some time out of your day to be on. And, uh, 
you know, we'll probably ring you up at the end of the year and see if you had any uh, memorable uh, events happen over the course of, what, the 40 to 50 games you'll probably see next year? I'm hoping. There Absolutely. <laughs> no, this has been great. I appreciate you giving me time to, to talk baseball with you. No, and you Thank did you very great. much. You did fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. It was an awesome interview. So, and the listeners will agree. Uh, all right, got listeners to check her out. We're gonna go to break. We'll be back right after this. All by hey, a blind man could have made that call. We like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great pitcher. What's his name? Well, we can't even spell it. We don't worry about the pennant much. We just like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing like the view from the cheap seats. Thanks again, Lisa. That was awesome. And then, again, follow her. Go the see your pictures. Lisa Ritchie on Instagram. Okay. Like we, we, left, we gave you the tease 30 minutes ago. Eric stared down some sort of eating competition. Where, where I had you to sign up. Yeah, I had to sign a waiver. She's so I'm in uh, I'm at George's Lounge in Canton, Ohio, and they have a food eating challenge. Like I'm on Man versus Food, and it's called the uh, it's called the Hall of Fame Challenge. All right, now what you need to do is eat a triple gorgeous George. Okay, now what a gorgeous George is. A gorgeous George by itself is a double burger with mushrooms, bacon, and a fried egg. Okay, it's a double burger with bacon, a fried egg, and mushrooms, and something they call kamikaze sauce, which I don't really know what that is, but it sounds frightening, although it wasn't hot. It's okay. a delicious burger, by the way, but it's a great double burger with, with an egg and mushrooms and bacon. Uh, and a beautiful bun. I think it's an egg bun. But then there's three of them, so it's a triple. So they've actually been, you know, those things that you put memos. You you would stick a, a message, uh, you know, like hey, I, here's a phone message, and you put it on that little uh, spike, that little thin spike for papers. Yes. Well, they got one in each side of this to keep this massive triple gorgeous George together. So I have to eat that, a milkshake, and a large fry in all in an hour. So, well. So six patties, guys, correct? I, What's that, cheese? Six patties. So it's six patties, six three quarter fried pounders. eggs, three things of bacon. You're saying six, uh, I'm sorry, three three top buns, three bottom buns, so six buns, a whole milkshake, uh, a maraschino cherry, which was delicious, by the way, and a whole, uh, and a whole large order of basket of fries. Uh, it was big. And I tore through the first burger in about seven minutes and took down the fries and the milkshake. I thought I was way ahead. Okay, so at this point, uh, you've got two patties done. You're staring at four. You've got most yep. of the fries out of the way, and the milkshake's gone? Milkshake was gone, but that maybe have been my mistake, everybody. There was a certain point where I got to tell you, it was George's Lounge is a great place. Uh, it's, uh, the, the, all the food will be free. Plus you get, uh, your picture on the, on the wall of fame and, uh, you get a golden t-shirt for your hall of fame challenge, like the gold jacket at the hall of fame, you get a golden t-shirt. Uh, and I thought it'd be really funny, but if you lose, it costs you 39 bucks for all the food. Okay. 
So I, uh, as you know, guys, I haven't actually had, I haven't been drinking in bars for a little while because I'm ironically trying to watch my weight. So we were in a bar at George's Lounge and the guys were eating and I said, well, let me try this because I am the undefeated, never been beaten, two-time pie-eating, one-time watermelon-eating champion of Newton, New Hampshire, and I was ready to take it down. Now, I will say I had eaten dinner earlier in the night, which was a mistake. I'd had a fried and a 10-inch sub from Mr. Hero, which if you're in the if you're in the Canton area, Mr. Hero is a local sub chain. Very good. We like it. Recommend it. Now. So you're talking like, so and now a mere four or five hours later, you're asked to put that all this food and down? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I started at 10 o'clock. I started to eat at 10 o'clock. I had till 11. And guys, by the time I hit the 22-minute mark, I had all my fries were done. The, the And I had just the two burgers. So you had, I had four patties, two eggs. You know, four buns, the mushrooms, the kamikaze sauce. And there was a point, guys, where it was almost like I was sort of at base camp in, at, at, at the Himalayas at, uh, you know. And uh, it was like if you if you could stay here, you could live. But if you go higher, you might die. And I had to make a choice. And as someone pointed out, you know, legends are not made in Canton, Ohio. They are retired in Canton, Ohio. And I'm sad to say that I had to put it down, and maybe it's my age, and you know, all it, it comes to every athlete. No, as they say, no one beats Father Time. And I, uh, I also had to name the two burgers. Apparently, the name of the two burgers that I did not finish were both named Eli Manning, and uh, that's what that's what yeah. ruined my perfection. Yeah, I think clearly uh, so, what happened. You just don't perform that well on the road. It's clearly both. Well, your, there was all a, your there previous was victories choice, are in state at home. Uh, unless I didn't hear you correctly, because you were saying two-time pie and one-time two-time pie, one-time watermelon, eating never defeated in New Hampshire, champion of Newton, New Hampshire. There you go. So this at this point, you're asked to perform on the road, Ohio. It's it's a it's a foreign land. They it cook, was a away they, game. They fry things maybe in canola oil instead of you know it's just maybe they instead of oh uh, the fries were in lard apparently they were delicious. It was delicious. But I, but like a, but like an anaconda that's eaten a uh, a gigantic rabbit. I, I I had a full belly all day. Yeah, see, that's sorry the, guys, that's the sound of Pittsburgh roaring by on the highway. So the thing that really baffles me here is you're not able to just go back to the comforts of your own home and lay down. You you're you no, didn't right. get in a car and then drive ten hours or eight. Or yeah, what? there were choices I had to make. There was I had almost a hallucination or psychedelic experience, like a low level shroom from all the gluttony that there's great music playing because it was a jam session night. There was amazing, amazing musicians were playing. There was some good company. I'd like to thank Tom, Tom, the bartender, who sort of gave me some good words of advice. Like, it's better to it's better to not come close than to almost finish. If that in this one, in you know, it's like you don't want to you don't want to miss this by inches. You want to miss this one by a mile. And there was a certain point where I realized that I'm on the road in a hotel room, in a car, and uh, and it was like trying to run a marathon or any athletic without properly stretching or preparing myself. But I may one day, uh, it beat me, but I may come back. I don't really have a bucket list, but if I do, redemption at the Hall of Fame Challenge at George's Lounge in Canton, Ohio, she's, it goes on there. Because I, in the beginning of the day, I was in, I was in the Hall of Fame, but by the end of the day, I had gone to the Hall of Fail. Well, let's review the tape here. Well, how would you approach it differently? Attack it in the first half. Or would you pace yourself more? 
step back a little bit, like nibble I around? I think there is a choice. First of all, I wouldn't have eaten all day. Would you? I would have been ready. Okay. Yep. Obviously, the pregame meal doesn't exist. Yeah. You don't need the pregame meal. Uh, pregame meal, bad idea. I uh, I would have probably, uh, I, I may have done something to uh, maybe eat three patties separately from everything else just to cut down on it, just to get pure hamburger ground and in me as soon as possible. I like deconstruct it. And then would you then kind of put it back a together? Minor deconstruction. Right. And that might've included then the eggs too. Oh, I see. Like maybe scramble up three of the patties with the mushrooms and eggs. Eat that. Yeah. And then you just sort of take them down. There was also late in the game, you know, uh, one of the comics that were on the road with uh, Daniel Crow, who was uh, who was fortunate. We were fortunate enough to have him join us. He had this really good peanut sauce that was on his poutine. And I'll tell you, doing it again, uh, things that are spicy or vinegar might have helped. I think, uh, you know, I had gotten some advice about, you know, dipping the fries in the in the milkshake, which was great. Some of the buns, some of the some of the fries went in the milkshake early. I then think I a little bit of hubris where I had done so good on the milkshake that I decided to take it down completely to be done with it. And I think that was a mistake. Like, I think you have to li- leave a little bit of milkshake for the end. Uh, and then probably with a little bit actually adding, getting a little Coca-Cola because, you know, that eats through battery acid. And one of my secrets for Thanksgiving is to always have Coca-Cola that helps you digest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, inevitably. It's just going to Part feel- of this mistake was hubris. It was partly that we'd been watching some cool hand Luke on the road. And, you know, it was something to do. We had an hour to wait while we were waiting for uh, someone to meet us at the bar. And, uh, you know... I've made bigger mistakes in bars, and uh, it was a uh, it was a real treat. But I uh, I have to bow down before the Hall of Fame challenge at George's Lounge in Canton, Ohio. A legend was retired. Yes, and may return someday to claim his rightful throne on that wall. I will return. I shall return. I like the game plan, though. It sounds solid. Obviously thought out. Uh, the main thing again, not eating uh, like twelve hundred calories before you actually get to the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I've been hungry, it's the weirdest thing. Is it, it has really, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, I haven't really eaten that much since. I've had a salad since, <laughs> which is good. That's a good, just rock a salad the next three or four days. Just get that out of your system. Get yeah, Ohio, yeah, yeah. just oh, get yeah. Ohio yeah, out so of your I system. I had a, I had a superfood, uh, you know. Uh, you know uh, what do you call it the, the mean green machine oh yeah yeah you the know? naked juice naked juices yes exactly that we're just trying to we may go to a liquid diet for a couple of days i mean it's also being on the road and you're trying to not have as much fried food as i just did in one sitting yeah that's a lot i mean that is the it's hard not to just grab a oh i'll, I'll get two corn dogs and then that just over the course of a couple of weeks turns into about 38 corn dogs sure does delicious even with jalapenos, I found out, in my opinion. <laughs> um, no, but there is that weird feeling. Maybe she's like, at, you know, Thanksgiving is coming, and maybe you guys or our listeners would recognize this. There's that weird feeling when you're so full that you're, the sensors in your stomach and your brain almost flip over, and there's a weird sense of like, well, maybe if I eat just this one more thing, that would make me feel better. Like, or as soon as you just get that little bit of room, you need to fill it right away with more pecan pie or or you know something from the something from the dessert table you know 
Yeah, I'm familiar. But I think I may have broken through the other side. I don't know. I don't know, man. That food challenge was something else. And again, that's why I was so impressed. Because then, like you were saying, the Thanksgiving thing, you take it to that next level, and then you go into your bed or couch, lay down. Uh, you don't climb into a car for five hours. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think enough people appreciate now that it was like I did. It is a low-level high. There was something endorphins, uh, you know, uh, uh, endorphins were definitely flying through my brain. It was a low-level shroom high where I saw things more clearly. Like, for example, that I could not do, I could not get sick on this trip. Uh, you know, <laughs> I couldn't do the thing where I'm not drinking at a bar, but I still ruin my night by overeating. That would be silly. Yeah, I could see that. You're not willing to just go complete you're like you gave it 95 percent. You're, you're like i'm not throwing up in here we're feeling we're feeling that we got it about halfway through the challenge and then i tried to i tried to like run my clock like a chess master and not rush into the second part but there was no real coming back i think if i'd had some of that peanut sauce that my uh that daniel crow offered that did get me back in the game a little bit later where i was actually munching on it uh but uh you know it took me down eli manning and eli manning too well, you know, as you know, we did lose those ones, but then as the tale will tell, we've won at least three cents. All right. Well, maybe when you pass back through on your way to Milwaukee, you stop back in. You got we may we're, we're we're thinking about it. My we're, brother's in Cleveland, which is now I know is only an hour away. So there there will come a day where I shall return to George's Lounge and put this and put this to bed. Now you do have a few upcoming shows. So mind. Uh... Drop in those cities so the listener can look into coming to see you live. If you're in Omro, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Dayton, Ohio, or Madison, Ohio, uh, we'll be going through the next week. I think we wrap up on the uh, 22nd to 23rd. We're in Madison, Ohio. I think we have two nights on our last thing. So, hey, guys, there's some great breweries and wineries. Uh, look at the uh, hashtag uh, brewery comedy tour, Dan Madonia, Eric Marino. Uh, also, the hashtag on Facebook, uh, Marino and Morano or Eric Across America. You'll see some of the places that I've been. Uh, beautiful sunset here in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, uh, lots of uh, lots of dead deer and disabled cars across America. Those deers don't know how to drive. Uh, and uh, a lot of infrastructure needs to be uh, repaired in um, in Pittsburgh. But it is a beautiful city, uh, and they have. It's more than uh, you know. Those yellow bridges, they're all yellow because I wanted to. I wanted to go over the yellow bridge and uh and it oh it was under construction but lo and behold the next bridge was yellow and the next bridge is yellow and the next bridge is yellow like the yellow bridges at pnc park and the one from heinz field are not the same yellow bridge that you see i didn't realize i mean not many people go to pittsburgh uh just like not many people go to kansas city but yeah i'd, I'd never heard that there are it's multiple it's really beautiful it's really pretty you know and uh uh, it's a it's a great skyline. It's a gorgeous skyline I'm looking at right now, and they supposedly have a beautiful symphony, and lots of people came out. They uh, they they have uh, words out here like yinzer and yins, like use or yins or you like their y'all is yins, y i n z or s yins, and a yinzer salad. In a sentence, like at the, here at the Penn Brewery tonight, the yinzer salad is a nice salad with French fries, a hand cut French fries on top. So they're putting French fries right on top of your salad. And uh, it looked delicious. The schnitzel, everything they had, the spetzel, it all looked amazing, you know? Very nice. Um, all right. Follow those hashtags. Anyway, 
I'll be Guys, at I mean, uh, the comedy. She's or finish the show. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go get Dan Madonia high and get out of here. Yep, you guys drive safely. I'll be at the Comedy Palace this weekend, Saturday night in San Diego, nine o'clock. Uh, again, that's if you're in San Diego, Comedy Palace, nine o'clock Saturday night. Come on down, guys. Thanks for listening. Tattoos on my stomach, chest, arms, and neck. Niggas all around the world say live life slow. Boys stand here and block while I run through the hole. Lifestyle too raw for the TV. Young low ass nigga from the BG. Fuck Taco Bell, we at Taco Mail. In a rental and I hope this dirty shots don't fail. Can't let another motherfucker catch me slipping. I got shit to do. Let me handle my business. All you fleas get off of my dick. I hear you trying to diss, but you niggas broken shit. I flip house after house, car after car. Talking to a light skinned bitch at the bar. I talk a lot of shit cause I work so hard. I know it's getting on your nerves. BG is a star. Billy Jean ain't my girl. That petty ass shit don't work in my world. First they love you, then they hate you, then they love you again. Niggas wouldn't give a shit if you was dead or in the pen. Hey, Billy Jean ain't my girl. That petty ass shit don't work in my world. The baby ain't mine. He look like the homie and I never even fucked. She okay. just sucked on me. No buff, no buff. I could never hit the bitch with no buff. Straight dick, no bubbles in the tub. Champagne down the throat in the club. Ain't a milli, then I can't show up. I'm your daddy, bitch, I ain't your crush. I ain't fucking when no kids grow up. One boo, you can look, don't touch. Came up, then my name start buzzing.